الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده الصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى has guided us through the Quran, through the Sunnah, through the ulama of this Ummah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Khaliq, He is our Creator, He is our Maker, He is our Owner, He is our Malik, and we as human beings. Um, are indebted to our creator, our maker, and our owner. And we hope to serve him and worship him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his fadl showed us how to worship him. He did not leave that to our imagination. That would have been very, very problematic had Allah left the mode of worship and the form of worship to the minds of human beings. Every human being is different. Every human being has an opinion. Every human being will want to worship Allah the way he thinks is best. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through his fadl and through his rahmah, spared human beings from designing uh, forms and rituals of worship. Human beings have ikhtilaf and they fight and they bicker and they kill. And uh, unfortunately, one of the most um, sad realities in human history is that human beings fight and bicker and kill over religion. Uh, this is just the sad reality in human history. Whether they are Muslim or Jew or Hindu or Buddhist or Christian, doesn't matter. Everybody fights. And they usually fight about religion. Uh, and that is just something that was not perhaps realized or appreciated by uh, some of the Reformation movements in the Christian world, in the Jewish world and now also in the Muslim world, where people are using religion and modes of worship, forms of worship, to fight, to bicker, and to kill. So this is not what is intended by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah doesn't want us to fight and bicker and kill over the deen, because of the deen, and with the deen. The deen, which is Islam, is not designed for us to fight. We're not supposed to fight in the name of deen. So if someone now for some reason decides that he or she is going to worship Allah this way, then that might be in, in, in the context of freedom of religion allowed or possible, and it happens anyway, it doesn't matter. But once you realize that this authority of how to worship Allah lies only in one human being. Allah did not give this authority to teach or to inform human beings how to worship Him 
except to one human being that is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the last nabi and once we promote this that our deen is based on following the best human being and that this one human being receives wahi knowledge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then he exhibits that he then shows us what Allah's command is what Allah's murad is what Allah's intent is and our obligation as Muslims is to follow the practice of worship that came through one human being I'm emphasizing the word human that sometimes Muslims they lose the debate they don't see the woods for the trees everything's lost in translation that the Prophet وسلم, is a human being he's the best human being he's the last Nabi so when a human being relates to other human beings that this is what Allah wants from us then supposedly it's supposed to be easier for human beings to swallow that I'm following another human being <coughs> I'm not following something that is abstract I'm following someone who is in flesh and blood and who is demonstrating his love for Allah in this way and that is I believe the most important message that Muslims must relearn and Muslims must emphasize and Muslims must also convey to non-Muslims that when, whether the question is who is the authority on Islam it's a huge question Muslims ask this question every day and non-Muslims ask it even more than we do because they don't see a system but the truth is there is a system and the truth is that Muslims on the whole mashallah alhamdulillah 99.99% of all Muslims they abide by the rules of the sunnah in forms of their worship and they worship Allah the way the Prophet ﷺ worshipped him that is a human construct although it's prophetic and although it's through wahi but it came to a human being so the human being now relays this message from Allah to others so that it is easier for them to follow, to copy, to mimic, to engage with, to ask questions and then sometimes to discuss, sometimes perhaps even to debate with another human being about this issue. Because we don't have access to the angels. We, as followers, don't have access to Jibreel. So where is the authority? The authority is in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the Sahaba took this to heart and they saw that we don't need these ideologies and philosophies and myths and mythologies in order to understand how to worship Allah because this is all subjective experience, subjective realization that God Almighty somehow transfers his divine powers into idols into stone, into statue and then they represent his powers and his abilities and if we now seek madad 
and we, we, we seek now this divine help from these statues and idols is much easier than going straight to God. So what did Islam do? Islam came and said, we're going to remove all your idols, which is stone, and replace it with one human being, who is not stone, who is flesh and blood. And you will listen to him. You won't worship him, but you will worship like him. The way he worships, you worship. That is called following the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So now, in our discussions of salat, how do we perform salat? It's very simple. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Pray the way you see me praying. So if I say Surah Fatiha, you say Surah Fatiha. If I go into Ruku, you go into Ruku. If I do Sajda twice, you go into Sajda twice. You don't ask why there are two Sajdas and one Ruku. And you don't ask why there are three Rakas in Maghrib and two in Fajr and four in the rest. You don't ask that question. Why? Because in, in, in the scheme of following and Ittiba'a, it is irrelevant. Whether you know why, whether you don't know why. It is irrelevant. You must just follow the one person that Allah wants you to follow in order to worship Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This understanding of the basic principles of Islam is at the core and at the root of all our religious problems. We love to fight, we love to bicker. So whenever there's an issue in Salat or in uh, anything else in the Masjid or there's an issue about how to give Zakat, an issue about fasting, an issue about Hajj and Umrah and so on or reciting the Quran, not reciting the Quran, issues about Janazah, etc. Then who is the authority? So the authority is the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now where do you read that authority? How do you know that is what he said? There must be a system. There must be a process. There is a system. It's very organized. It's very sophisticated. It is very diligent. It is foolproof. For whom? For those who know and understand how to read that literature. That is not done simply by browsing the internet. Ask the imam. Or ask a scholar on the internet. It is done by regulated, sophisticated, organized, disciplined, structured learning. That's how it's done. Now, if you don't know, then you ask somebody. But who do you ask? Do you go and ask a car mechanic? If your salat is valid, if you did this in salat? Well, unless he is an alim himself, you say no. You don't go to a mechanic. Will you ask a dentist? That I felt this way in my salat and I don't know whether my wudu broke? No. It's organized. And it is this understanding that the authority in the Prophet ﷺ came down to the rest of the ummah through learning. Through learning. Through education. By understanding what Allah says, what the Prophet ﷺ says. So now, the people who say that we know, they say they know because they've learned. 
Unless, God forbid, there are people who say, we don't know and we didn't learn, but we feel this is this way. It's a feeling. So this is also creeping, creeping in into the Ummah, that once you start allowing people to do what they feel is right, based on their very, very convoluted logic, inverted logic, then you have a problem. Then you don't want to do what the Prophet ﷺ said and did. Then you're not following Allah's command, you're following your nafs, you're following your ego, you're following your desire, your whim, your fancy. You're not worshipping Allah. And the point of ibadah is to worship Allah, make Him greater than you. And the only way you can make Him greater than you is if you submit to another human being who knows exactly how to worship Allah and exactly how to please Him. Is not, is not subject to interpretation. The interpretation means that I'm going to include my logic into this, I'm going to include my thoughts into this, I'm going to include my desire into this, I'm going to see if I feel close to God and I close my eyes, this is worship. That's very prevalent in the Muslim Ummah today. People worship God by closing their eyes and they feel they're close to God. We say, that is not how the Prophet ﷺ worshipped Allah. Why do I have to profit? Because you're Muslim. The definition of a Muslim is someone who follows the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Especially in matters of worship. That is the definition. If you're not willing to submit your mode of worship to the mode of the Prophet ﷺ, then you're not Muslim. You can do what you want. Freedom of religion is a free country. Do what you want. But you can't say it's Islam. You can't say you're close to God. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed a very unique method which is organized, which is sophisticated, which is structured, which is built on the foundation of spirituality, human decency, adab, respect for Allah, and you're in total, uh, you're totally synchronized with everything else in the world, in the universe, with the cosmos. You don't close your eyes in Salat. Why? Because the Prophet didn't do so. I want to feel closer. It doesn't matter. He didn't do so. Therefore, you shouldn't do so. I want to add an extra ruku because I feel I'm closer to God when I have two rukus instead of one ruku. So you can't do that. But why? I feel that way. It's not about your feeling. It's about you submitting to the form that Allah wants you to submit to. It's not left to interpretation. You have to follow the human being who is Muhammad wasallam, the last Nabi. That is what makes you a Muslim. Submission. You submit to the will of Allah. And the way Allah wants you to submit to His will by, is by submitting to the authority of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is your Islam. And you can have intellectual discussions, and you can have your pluralist discussions, and you can have a universal religion discussion. All of that is fine and dandy, except that it won't bring you close to Allah. Why is that? Because that's not the way the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
showed us how to worship Allah. He didn't prescribe that method. He was doing things in Ghar-Hira. Do you know when he retreated to Ghar-Hira before Nabuwa and, and Prophet came to him? He was doing things. He didn't know how to worship Allah. He was trying. He had formulae. And if you're in a cave, invariably the cave is going to be dark. You don't need to close your eyes. You're already in a dark place. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw that the Prophet was yearning for a method of worship. So Allah gave that method of worship to the Prophet We found you in want, looking for, searching for a method by which you can become close to us. So we guided you, Allah says. Allah guided the Prophet to this form, this method, which is what we call Salat. So what I'm saying is that Allah guides us through the Quran, through the Sunnah, through the ulama, everything else. But the, but the, 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 the crux of the matter is that Muslims must appreciate the authority of the Prophet ﷺ in their lives, especially in the way they worship Allah, especially in the way they want to draw close to Allah. Because the point of worship is to draw close to Allah. The point of worship is not just the mechanics, wudu, tahara, libas, etc. And then the, uh, everything else that you do in salat. All of that has a purpose. And that purpose is to feel that you are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which the Prophet ﷺ represented as ihsan. Now this is ihsan. You want to believe that you are seeing Allah. And if you can't do that, then believe that Allah is seeing you. That's the purpose. So how do you, how, how you encapsulate that feeling which is authentic, which is prescribed by Allah Himself, not through the other subjective experiences of other human beings. This is objective because it came through wahi. Everything in Salat is prescribed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything. And it is in the cosmos. There are some angels who stay up and they stand. And all they do is recite. There are some angels who are constantly in ruku. And there are some angels that are constantly in sajda. And there are some angels who are constantly in tasbih. That's what the Prophet said when he went for Miraj. He said, this is what I saw. Groups. Groves of angels just in ruku. In sujood. In qirat. In qiyam. In tasbih. In tahmeed. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet ﷺ is I'm going to give you the extract of all the forms of worship that angels perform in the heavens so that you can have this one capsule called Salat and you can perform all of that in two rakats of Salat. Whatever the angels do is encapsulated in two rakats of Salat of a human being. That is the cosmological benefit of understanding wahi, of appreciation. We can't fathom this because we don't know about this. So it's not subjective. It's not about you and your experience. 
is about actually being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you take this capsule five times a day, you will be close to God. Sometimes you don't know how the medicine works. The doctor tells you, take this pill, hopefully it will work. But you don't know how it works. <coughs> they may know how it works, but we don't. So the point is that respecting the authority of the Prophet ﷺ is the most important, most important aqeedah that Muslims must relearn, they must appreciate, and they must convey to others that our Islam is based on accepting and submitting to the authority of the best human being, and that is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah guide us all. Amin ya Rabbal Alameen.